Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for joining us today for episode 31 of the Table and Well podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. And as always, please feel free to download and subscribe on your favorite listening platform. So in our last episode, we talked about and we introduced the second key ingredient to creating, to cultivating and maintaining healthy, transformative communities. And that second key ingredient is a word called hesed or a concept even called hesed. The best way to describe that is like a sticky love or a bonded love, something that can't be pulled apart. Um, We use the example of back in elementary school when you take two pieces of paper, construction paper, and you glue them together with rubber cement and you just smear it all over the place. When you try to separate those, it's nearly impossible. There's always residue left over. They can't cleanly be separated. It doesn't work that way. And that is the idea of hesed, that sticky, that bonded love that God has with us, that he's had with us from the beginning of time. And that same type of connection and bonded love and sticky love that he wants us to have with him and that he wants us to have with each other. So in this episode, we're going to continue to dig a little deeper into hesed. And one of the things that I found really fascinating is that joy and hesed are meant to work in tandem. They really can't exist without the other. Um, and so we're going to explore that a little bit. We're also going to explore the idea of attachment and hesed in character and identity development. I know we've talked about this in other podcasts, but we expand on this and, and seeing why it's so important for the foundation of healthy communities. And then we're also going to dig a little bit more into that whole idea of that formula that we mentioned in one of the previous podcasts about transformation equals truth plus good choices plus willpower or plus power and see how Hesed plays a huge part in that. And we have neglected that part a lot of times in our transformation journeys um, and see why that's so important. So as you can see, we cover a lot of ground in this podcast and we are very excited to bring it to you. So here is part eight of the Half Brain Church as we continue our conversation on Hesed. All right. Well, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Our last podcast, we talked about Hesed. Yes. And the way that the word hesed, the best way we can describe it in the English language is attachment. Yeah. But when we talk about hesed, the words that we use to to describe it fully were the combination of love, mm-hmm. strength, yep. and steadfastness. Yes. Then we talked about attachment to parents and we talked about attachment to spouses. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how we need attachment in community and in relationship. Right. But unfortunately, they haven't looked like love, strength, and steadfastness. Oftentimes, our attachments to humans have looked like fear, weakness, and withdrawal. So, so that's the problem. Yes. So in that, how does that translate to, say, your attachment to God or your Yeah, well, it starts all in the beginning. Attachment really does start in our infancy and in our childhood. And and if you've listened to the maturity podcast, Mm -hmm. we talk about the need for parents to build a safe, joy-based attachment with their children. 
and how and we've talked about joy and and the way that babies look for joy on the faces of of their parents especially on their mothers in the beginning to look for that is is my mom glad to be with me mm-hmm. without even any understanding yeah and so if mom's face says i'm glad to be with you i'm happy my face is smiling my yep. eyes are lit up and and there's joy on my face then i begin to attach with this really safe secure strong steadfast mm-hmm. attachment to my mother yeah, and then to my father and right. to my caregivers and whoever it is that's within my immediate community. Yeah, And as I grow, we've talked about this in other podcasts, that, that there may be places and stages in life where that attachment, there might be some fear that starts to come in, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe mom and dad aren't doing good yeah. and they're experiencing attachment pain with each other because yeah. <laughs> they've stuck <laughs> themselves together Very true. and now it's not going so well. And then there's not a whole lot of sticky love left over for you. Mm-hmm. And what ends up bonding us all together becomes fear. Yeah. And so we see that then pour into pour into our relationships as adults. We begin to see that when we when we think about this idea of attachment, maybe you listened to the last podcast and you thought, yeah, right, in utopia, that's right. a real thing, right? right like, right. okay, I'm not attaching myself to anyone because that's dumb and it right. hurts. Because that's been your very real experience. Mm-hmm. When you think of attachment, like Hesed, okay, I can get love, strength, and steadfastness. But when I think of attachment, I don't think of love, safe, and steadfastness. My experience has been fear, weakness, withdrawal. Yeah. So what does it look like for us to be able to live in community with each other? What what can be done to restore any of that? Right. And and because my experience has been fear, weakness, and withdrawal, when I'm trying to attach to God in my salvation experience, like we talked about, if salvation is all about attachment mm-hmm. and walking out and deepening our attachment to the Lord, but all I understand that to be is is fear, yeah, and I don't have another experience to pull from, mm-hmm. then is it any wonder that people really do struggle in their relationship with the Lord and why we put so many goofy rules in place. <laughs> you know, think right. about church. Yeah. We're like, we're like, oh, well, well, okay. We can't really walk this out because it's gotten hard. Mm-hmm. And we look around and we're like, okay, so who's modeling what it looks like to love our neighbor? Nobody. Well, nobody. Okay. So, um, so let's, let's make some rules. Yeah. Okay. You have to work the nursery. Right. Once a month. Yeah. Because that's, that's the right thing to do. Right. Our whole life is about relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether we want it Whether to Whether we want to be or not. <laughs> and so when we don't have that joy foundation mm-hmm. to where we can joyfully attach to one another. Right. It begins to, when we when things don't go the way we want it to go or things make, or things are upsetting to us or we get into arguments or there's any kind of conflict or anything like that, we are more likely to blow up those relationships. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, cuz the only thing we know is how to if if we don't have that joy base like you were talking yeah. about, if trouble comes and we end up in an argument, we don't know what to do with that. No. We don't we see that other people we've been attached to, that looks a lot like, "Oh, I withdraw." Right. 
Like I know that was my story, right? Yep. In our marriage, when things didn't go well, I'm I'm out. Yep, we're just I'm backing up the boat. There's no eye contact. There's no conversation. Yeah. I mean, we could go. Well, we just it's funny because so we just talked, actually we just talked about this yesterday when um you had you had a crazy busy day mm-hmm. and I sent you a text in the morning. Yep, and you didn't text me back. Right, and I remember I remember telling you like two years ago, three years ago. If I wouldn't have got a text back, I immediately would have went into this like, oh, man, what did I do? Yeah. What's wrong? Right. Um, okay. So what, I'm got to try to fix something or what's going on because for whatever reason, because our history mm-hmm. and the people that we were attached to and even our attachment to yeah, that. Point, our individual attachment yep. in our in our family experiences yes. and then our attachment yes. together. Right. Was not. Was the experience was. Right. If she doesn't text back. Something must be wrong. Right. Because I didn't know what joy-based attachment was. That wasn't my experience in life, both in my family and in my larger community. Mm-hmm. And even in our marriage, that wasn't no, our experience. So, not at all. So something went wrong. There was a conflict. I'd withdraw. You would feel afraid. Right. And then we were then like. we were just. We're, yeah, we're like. <laughs> we were done. We were done. And, and so it was a really interesting observation that the work that we've done to build a joy base with mm-hmm. each other. That there wasn't this fear. There, no. there was no withdrawal. No. Nope. It, it was a busy day. And busy day. I was kind of late. And it was a thing. <laughs> and then I was in training all day and I right. couldn't text back. And, yeah, and, and, and you never even, like, you thought about it after the fact. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I no. know she's good. Yeah. I know we're good. Because we have joy. Yep. I didn't, yeah. There was no no worry, no fear, no shame, none of that. I, I didn't go into, like, mm-hmm. how am I going to fix this thing? What do I need to do? Do I need to go buy flowers? Do I need to, like, <laughs> like how do I need to? And it was none of that. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and. Sit in on our growing in our growing in our journey of growth. Yeah, there's been you know sometimes it, it'll pop its head up, but then yeah, I just remember no, we're, we, that's not that's not my experience anymore. Right, and you have to remind yourself of that and continue to move forward in that. And I think that's one of those things where again community is mm-hmm. so important because we need community to help us rewrite exactly those experiences. And so we're, I didn't even think about this when we, when we were talking about what we would talk about today is that what we've ended up doing one for another Uh in, I mean, four years ago, we were broken, broken Mm -hmm. and our marriage was a hot mess. Our attachment was completely built on fear Mm -hmm. and this desperate need. I don't even know how to explain what, what it was fully built on. I mean, we had made a commitment to each yeah. other and we loved each yeah. other. It wasn't a question of that, but no. But we were constantly afraid of of hurting one another, which then only hurt right. one another. So but like you yeah. take the two of us and you multiply that in a church of two hundred people. Oh my goodness. And you have people who are walking around Literally. hurting one another because yeah. they're afraid of hurting one, one another. another or being hurt by one another. Yeah. And so then you just have this cyclical have, issue going on. You have a community of afraid people. Afraid people. I was gonna say mm-hmm. two hundred afraid people. Weak people, because there's no joy to create strength. Right. And you have a community of 200 people who really don't know how to attach to the Lord mm-hmm. because their human experience. And we've talked to so many different people through collabs and coaching that, you know, when we talk about what does it look like to have a safe relationship with the father, 
Yeah. They kind of look at you like you have four heads because right. they're like, what safe and father don't go together, don't go together. Right. in my experience? And I know that when I screw up and I sin or I disappoint the Lord or I do something wrong, that I absolutely deserve for God to give me whatever punishment he <laughs> sees fit yeah. or to turn away from me. And uh. so I screw up and I and I cower mm-hmm. and I become afraid yep. that that he doesn't want me anymore because that's been my experience. And so how do I build a safe, secure attachment with with the father who I cannot see? Mm-hmm. I yeah. can experience him, but I can't see him mm-hmm. unless he gives me eyes to see yep. that. How do I learn what it's like to live in safe, secure attachment in that in the Hesed that we're talking about? And. In you bringing us up, it's interesting because it makes me just that much more thankful. But I think we've been able to model that for each other, yes. not because we woke up one day and we're like, <laughs> oh, we get the concept now. Right. But we decided that you and I would go after what it looks like to to experience joy together. Yeah. The deep knowing that someone is glad Absolutely. to be with me. No matter what. And we yeah. and we shifted our perspective from mm-hmm. saying, I don't know if I want to be with you right. when things get messy or you get weird or you have feelings or uh-huh. you're having a bad day. I, I would rather not be with you to saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what this day brings. We're going to practice what it looks like to continue yep. to show up one for another. And have grace for one another. Mm-hmm. And, and to love. And to love. And to be steadfast. Yep. And, and to really bank on the bonding. Mm-hmm. That was there with Hesed. Yes. And, and live that out. And like, okay, God, okay, Janelle, we are bonded together mm-hmm. and it looks really crappy right now, mm-hmm. but we're stuck together. Yep. And we choose to stick together and to yes. walk this thing out together. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's where the transformation happened. Oh, it did. It, yes. It, that's, that's where transformation happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not at all the same people. No, not even close. And, 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 and saying that too, again, we, we've said this, I don't even know how many times in the last few podcasts, but transformation, true transformation can only happen inside of community. Right. You, we have to find community for that transformation to happen. Mm-hmm. Because even for our stories and, and the fact that we didn't know what it looked like for other people to show up for us when mm-hmm. things got messy. We learned how to show up for each other, yep. and that began to transform even our relationship with the Lord. Yes. It was kind of a dual thing. Like We didn't yeah. depend on each other to, to be our relationship with the Lord. I'm not saying that at mm-hmm. all, because we learned also through Emmanuel journaling yep. and Emmanuel process how to connect with the Lord and how to experience His gladness to be with us yes. no matter what, right. while we are simultaneously practicing what it's like to be with each other no matter what. Yes. And completely transformed not only our relationship with each other, but completely transformed our relationship and our understanding and our attachment Mm -hmm. to Jesus because we understood now and experienced what safe attachment looks like. Yeah. It was that duality of connection and attachment with each other, joy with each other and joy with God that made that change. Yeah. It wasn't one or the other. It wasn't one without the other. Right. And so many times I think we, um, anytime we try to make a change mm-hmm. in our life, we we either go solely to God, yep. or solely to Jesus, and detach like, from all the deta- people. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in my hole. How many times have you heard this? I just need my alone time with Jesus. And okay, don't get me wrong, and that, that's gonna fix all the and things. That's gonna yeah. fix all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all need that time. Mm-hmm. But 
what happens is it becomes almost a way of life for some people mm-hmm. where it's like, I just need my alone time with Jesus. It's just me and myself and me, myself and I, and with Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit, and the six of us are going to do this thing. Right. But all while I'm simultaneously not with people because I don't actually trust them. Right. I'm afraid of them showing yes. up for me yep. because right now I'm messy and I'm embarrassed by it. Uh-huh. Well, that directly translates to likely Your when, you're in, yeah, when you're in your time with Jesus, me, myself, and I, you're like, oh, I'm not even sure I want. he wants to be with me. Oh, I can't really hear him talking to me right now. I don't now. trust myself. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't even, even know what I'm saying or what I'm asking for. Or what I'm hearing or yeah. any of that. Isn't that so it's, interesting yeah. that we can we can play this game with ourselves that we think that we're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we realized and understood and experienced that it is it is a dual intention it is a dual intention um talking about loving the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself it actually is a three-part we talk about helping people grow in relationship with god themselves and others yes and just like there's a trinity Mm -hmm. we really do believe that all three points need to be in contact all three relationships need to be growing yes and strong and healthy to be whole yes and oftentimes, one directly affects another. If I'm not okay and attached to myself, I have a really hard time attaching to others. Mm-hmm. If, and I don't trust myself. I'm afraid of myself. I don't yep. believe in myself. Um, it directly affects my relationship with the Lord, directly re- <laughs> affects the, my relationship with others, and yeah. vice versa. All of those play in. So what you and I have been able to do, and not that we're special, because no. you and I both know that... <laughs> Like it is the Lord's grace that we've been able to walk this out. And, but this is why we've given our lives to this. This is Mm. why table and well came into existence is because for the first time ever, we understood that we could live on this earth with some wholeness available to us that we had never tapped into with a depth to a relationship with the Lord that we had never understood because we didn't understand how to be truly in relationship with, with ourselves and with other people as well. Yeah. And so in the example that we gave with the two of us and how when we are not healthy and how we (laughs) had this fear-based relationship with Uh each other and how that plays out in a 200-person church where it's just the cyclical, like, I can't trust you, you can't trust me, I want to trust you, but then you hurt me and then I hurt you and I'm afraid, you know, like all that. What would it look like if people could just agree together? We're, We're stuck. Yeah. Like we're stuck and we are going to figure out what it looks like to do this together. What does it look like to walk in love with one another? What does it look like to walk in strength for one another? What does it look like to walk in steadfastness for one another? Mm. What if, what if a church could make that same kind of agreement with each other? We want that so bad. It would change everything. It would, and we're desperate for it. We are desperate for it. People are hungry for it everywhere. They're hungry for authenticity in the relationships that come from being attached and bonded Mm -hmm. to each other Mm -hmm. with that has said that the Lord's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then with joy. And with joy, because that was their thing, too. That just fuels it all. Yeah, because without—it's interesting, because joy and hesed actually work in tandem, we're not going to get too far into that because we're going to we have a whole podcast designed for that. But you need one to have the other. Mm-hmm. And they work. They, they feed on each other. Joy in communities bring attachment. And then the more you're attached, 
the more joy you have when you're with those people. Yeah. And so you have to, they play off each other. They do. They, and, and, they do. Because attachment comes through experience. Yes. And joy is an experience. Joy is the experience. And joy isn't the experience of just being glad to be with you when when I like you. Right. Right? Yep. <laughs> like, Hesed isn't about liking. No. <laughs> that's, right? That's good. And we want it to be that. We yeah. want it to be, well, I'm stuck to you until I don't like what you're doing or until I don't like this situation anymore or this circumstance or mm-hmm. I don't like whatever. And I... I always feel a need to say a caveat of like, obviously there are situations, you know, don't, don't misunderstand that. But, but we are pretty fickle people. Yeah. We'll jump out quick. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. This is kind of fun because I was uh, reading a book. I was telling you about this um, a couple of days ago about um, what it looked like in that first century church Yeah, and how I'm not going to get the names right, so I'm not even going to try. But there were letters exchanged, real letters mm-hmm. documented between leaders of, um, it was a Caesar, who had taken over, and he was reintroducing the pagan gods. There was a okay. time where they had, where Rome was kind of had transitioned to being a Christian nation, and then the sun took over, and he was like, you know what? I mm-hmm. want nothing to do with Christianity yeah. anymore. We're going to go back to serving those pagan gods. And they were writing letters to different officials trying to figure out (laughs) how this little sect of people somehow transformed their country. And what they said, non-believers, agnostics actually, didn't want anything to do Mm -hmm. with God, that they're like the way they love one another, the way they care for one another. They care for not only one another, but they care for our people as well. Mm -hmm. How in the world do we combat that? Right. And that's what transformed. And that's what transformed. It was Hesed. Yep. It was Hesed. It was that transformation that they couldn't deny because of the love and the attachment. Right. So, so speaking of transformation, mm-hmm. um, and we've, I've, we've talked about this before in, in the podcast, the previous podcast. Um, transformation, it happens in community. It happens in well, let me rephrase that. I was going to say something else, but transformation happens in community, good or bad. Yeah, I absolutely. Was, I was going to say <laughs> healthy communities, but it, it happens in healthy communities and toxic communities. Well, yeah, it goes back to attachment, right? Exactly. It goes back to attachment. It goes uh-huh. back into who you are attached to is who you become. And is joy the base of that attachment or, or is fear. fear the base of that attachment? Right. Like we know, we know a lot of churches where fear is the base. Yes, of everybody's relationship with one another and their ability to stay within that body of people mm-hmm. is all based on fear. Yes. But yet they can't picture themselves outside, outside of, of that, that body, body of people right. because they are, be- they belong they, there. They belong there. They've, they've attached themselves yes. because they're just, des- because we've talked about this too, that attachment equals identity. Yes. So now I'm attached to people mm-hmm. and this is where my identity comes from. Yes. We could remove it from that situation because that, that feels pretty ooh, uh-huh. like we might have stepped on some toes. Right. We can we can look at teenagers all day all and day see long. this. Yep. You know, like, all day. Like and and we're firm believers in this because we know the the developmental psychology behind it. But at the age of fourteen, kids start to detach from their parents mm-hmm. and they begin to det- begin to attach yes. to their peers. Yes. And if their peers are not healthy people every parent knows this that has seen this happen yep 
And you can look around. Super yep. easy. There's examples everywhere. You will see kids become exactly like the people around them because they have chosen to. Because And development mentally are supposed to be detaching from their parents and attaching to their peers. It's what is happening yes. in their bodies and in their brains. Yep. But when they don't have healthy people to attach to, right. it's bad news. Yes. And that's why we're such firm believers of healthy youth groups and making yes. sure that your teenagers, are connected. even prior to teenage years, yes. are connected to a great group of peers. Mm-hmm. Because it is where their identity will be formed. And right. they're going to carry that identity for quite some time. Yep. Like We as parents want to take all the responsibility for forming our children's identity. But it's not actually true. Like there's a point where <laughs> where we don't like it. Right. And we often try to gain control back. Right. <laughs> and that yep. doesn't turn out so good. But what we want to do instead is surround them by healthy people that they can have a joy base yes. with. Yeah. Not a fear base not with. Not a fear base. And so in that, you know, I, we mentioned this in the last podcast with the transformation piece that a lot of times we go to truth plus good choices plus power equals transformation. Right. So again, that's if you hear the truth and you make good choices, then with and your willpower, mm-hmm. then transformation will happen. Right. Um, that is the Western church. That's model. the Western church model. But really and truly, it's missing one major thing in that. Oh. Yeah. Could you imagine? It's missing love, attachment. It's missing hased. Mm-hmm. It's missing that sticky love that the no matter what piece comes in, mm-hmm. and so. Without the Hesed, you see very little transformation. Right. Because we we become who we're attached to whether we want to or not. Right. Whether we believe that or not. Right. Go back to the teenager. How many parents have argued with their teenager like, <laughs> you know better. Why are you acting like this? Right, right. And you get kind of a dumb blank stare off of a teenager and we and we kind of can chuckle at them. But, um, hey, guys, uh-huh. we do this exact same thing. Yep. We begin to take on the identity of those around us, whether we want to or not, it really doesn't have to do with, with truth and willpower and good choices there. Those play along. We're not saying that they don't, that they're not important, but actually none of, none of those three matter without love. Right. And so if we, so in order to sort of model transformation, we model it through and character formation. I think those are two huge things. They go, they, they're hand in hand. I think there's the identity piece and there's a character formation and I, and then tra- true transformation. They have to be anchored in development of love bond or a love bond, said attachment and with uh, God and with his people. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the importance of and his people. Yeah. Cause if love and attachment is at the base of of your life, mm-hmm. the way that God created it, right? Yep. He didn't send us here and say, okay, guys, you ready? Here's some truth. Make some good choices. Use that willpower. Like, and you're going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. He's like, just come be with me. Attached to me. Attached to me. That's what this is all about. And so if love and attachment is at the base of, of what we do and who we are, yep. then truth yep. and good choices and willpower uh-huh. will only will only multiply what is already beginning to stir through yep. attachment. Yep. It's so good. Yeah. One cannot, they cannot exist alone. No. Apart from our attachment. Our attachment will be the one in the driver's seat. That's funny. I didn't think about that, but it, you could put all of those in a car. True. Yep. You could put attachment, truth, mm-hmm. good choices, willpower. and willpower yep. in a car. And yep. we, we often teach like, well, your willpower 
should be the in car. the in the driver's seat. Yeah. You're making poor choices. You're struggling with pornography. Oh, you're wow. struggling with this or or alcohol, you know, drinking yeah. too much alcohol or whatever the situation is. Well, you need to put willpower back in the driver's seat mm-hmm. or, and pull yourself together. Or it's Okay, I see you're trying really hard, so you need to put good choices back in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You you're need, just making poor you're just choices. Just making poor choices. Mm-hmm. Or you need to hear more truth. Right. You must not know that pornography is wrong for you. So we're going to start a campaign or give you some books to tell right. you just how bad that is. Right. So we're going to put that in the driver's seat and expect a different outcome, like for your direction to change. Yeah. And it actually isn't any of those things. What those if, cannot drive the car. No, but what has to drive the car is that has said connection with other people mm-hmm. and God. Mm-hmm. Because when, again, in the joy, because when you know that people are glad to be with you no matter what, and you've experienced that, then you begin, you, you can't help but to become who you hang out with. Right. Who you, who, who, who you belong to. Right. It's funny with our little car analogy that just came up in this in this conversation. We talk about being joy fueled uh, yeah. and a car without needs fuel. needs fuel and without joy fuel, then we can't actually really go anywhere. We can't transform. Mm-hmm. We can't be That's on the good. journey. That's good. When there is no fuel. Um, yeah, we've we've been talking to a couple of different people actually just this week alone and and they're going through this painful season of knowing that that change needs to be. Yeah. And and just like all of us, we want that change to be immediate. Like God, can you just like can <laughs> just, you just like do surgery and fix the whole thing like and make it instant, done. you know? Yeah, like and can we just change? Can we skip all the stuff? <laughs> right. Skip it all. Right. But really and truly it's really about that joy fuel. It's really mm-hmm. about what if what if you don't change overnight? But what if you weren't alone, even if it took three years? Yeah. What if you truly began to understand and experience Jesus being with you all three years? Yeah. What if you understood and were able to experience what it's like to have community with you all three years while you transformed? Yeah. That. I would choose that any day. I would too. Over some surgery that I'd have to be alone after. Right. Because here's the thing too. With surgery comes recovery. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you still need to be with those people and know that God is with you, even if he comes in and does surgery. Mm-hmm. There's the recovery process. He does. Yeah. 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 There's PT. Yeah. And and we've talked about this before, yeah. that oftentimes anybody who's had surgery or had a major injury, PT is often way more painful than the injury itself yep. or the surgery itself. Mm-hmm. Way more traumatic in some ways. And and again, too. This is even documented in science. The people who recover from horrific accidents or from from major traumas, it's not the people who had the best medical care. It's the people who had people to walk it out with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the surgery that does the miracle. It's the people who continue to stand by and love. Yep. No matter what. No matter what. And so that's our heart to continue to talk about in a church, what does it look like when Hesed and this healthy strength, love, and steadfastness exist mm-hmm. in a community? And what does it look like in the body when fear, weakness, and withdrawal are actually what leads? You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.